0: I can do what he says I can do I am a believer and not a doubter a doer not just a hearer today I will learn from God's Word and my life will never be the same because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God all right still talking about every prayer answered how many of you would like to see every single one of your prayers answered just lift up your hand let me see if i'm in the right place okay all right cool i'm in the right place Uh, we discovered last week that the foundation for prayer is to have communication with god and to have fellowship with him amen and today we are moving uh, right along and we're going to start from ephesians chapter number six Ephesians chapter number 6 better known as 6th Ephesians chapter number 6 verse 18 and if you have it you can say I have it you got it Ephesians 6 18 says in the NIV and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds someone say all kinds say one more time so there are different kinds of prayer he says praying on all occasions or all the time with all kinds of prayers and we discovered again last week that all these different kinds of prayers have different guidelines if you're going to be successful just like the different sports that we have in the world have different rules and regulations and guidelines so it is with the different prayers that are in the word of God amen If you play tennis using basketball rules you may play but you're not going to be very successful at it so if you pray a prayer of petition using the prayer of consecration guidelines you will not get results hallelujah I remember you know I was in the US and someone wanted to pray for food and they said father we thank you for this food we pray that you may bless it if it be your will for Jesus' sake. (laughs) But how many of you know that it's God's will that the food bring nourishment to my body? And it's not for Jesus' sake, because Jesus is not the one eating the food. It's for Tavara's sake, right? Yeah. But in Jesus' name. Amen? So you need to learn these guidelines so that you can be successful at doing what you do in prayer. Amen? Uh, Starting today, we're going to be dealing with about seven different kinds of prayers that I could find in scripture and that I've put in my book. And the first one we're going to deal with today is called the prayer of petition. Someone say the prayer of petition. That word petition simply means ask. So this is the prayer of asking, which is where most of us major in. So I'm going to get you to uh, be so good at it you will get all your prayers answered. Amen. The second one is called the prayer of intercession. The third one is called the prayer of praise and thanksgiving. The fourth one is called the prayer of meditation. How many of you know that meditation is a prayer? Amen. Just sitting and listening to God should contribute the majority of your prayer life. Prayer is the only thing that I've heard of that I know where people who don't know much Always want to do the talking okay but we'll deal with that when we get to that the fifth one is called the prayer of consecration the sixth one is called the prayer of agreement and the seventh one we're going to deal with is called praying in tongues it's a valid form of prayer so now let's go to James chapter number 4 verse 2 James chapter number 4 verse 2 thank you Jesus Watch what he says, he says you lust and have not, you kill and desire to have and cannot obtain, you fight and war, yet you have not. Because why? I did not hear that. I did not hear that. Come on, preach with me. He says you're doing everything else except asking. And that's the reason why you don't have. So the first thing you must do is ask. What did Jesus say? He says in Matthew 7, verse 7, Ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door shall be opened for you. Amen? And those that ask, watch what he says, next verse. You ask and receive not, so those that ask, some of them do not receive, and there is a reason. He says you ask and receive not, because you ask how? So in other words, you don't ask the right way. So there is a proper way and an incorrect way of asking. Do you see it? Hallelujah! There is a right way of asking and a wrong way of asking. So he says, those of you who ask, you receive not because you're not asking it. right way how do you ask the right way Pastor T I'm glad you asked let's go now to first John chapter number 5 verse 14 here's all you're gonna ask first John 5 verse 14 watch what it says and this is the confidence man when you go into prayer you must go in confidently or don't go in at all amen He says this is the confidence that we have in who? I didn't hear that. So the first thing you must have is confidence in God. That he has the ability to answer your prayer. This is where most people get stuck. Pastor T, do you even have to preach about that? Yes, I do. How do you know you don't have confidence in God? You know, we said a petition, right? A petition is an official document specific presented to an authority that has the ability to fulfill it or furnish it. Right? So in other words, when you make a petition, you make it to an official document knowing that they have enough full ability to furnish it or do whatever you're asking for. So this petition is usually specific. And here's what people do when they don't have confidence in him. They walk into the most important office in the whole of universe. You know what that office is? God's throne room of grace without an idea, without a clue of what they want from the father. Not specific. It's not even a petition. And they walk in and God says, hey, what can I, the most important being in the whole of universe says, what can I do for you? And most of them while they are in prayer, they start saying, Oh well, God, Father God, I want to pray for um Auntie Betty. If you can take over Auntie Betty, that'll be all right, and then uh, Auntie Tandy, or whatever. Do God just do whatever you want. So it's not a petition and it's not specific. You know why? Because they don't have confidence in him. And it's reflected in how they approach him. Amen. You know in this church we have corporate prayer at the beginning of the year where we pray and fast and we encourage people to write down exactly what they want from God and man we've seen houses come out of those prayers. We've seen businesses, we've seen cars, we've seen promotions, we've seen God answer every single one of those prayers and just this year at the beginning of the year I went into that prayer room and I said to God you know what God this is the figure that I would want for our building fund for this year and looking at the money we had in the building fund and what I was asking God for it was huge and insurmountable but I'll tell you this we are fast approaching that figure and I'm kicking myself because God is not going to have anything to do for the rest of the year beyond September. <laughs> but you know what I did? I minimized his ability when I went into his office. When you go in there, man, you have you better have confidence in, in him and in his ability, his ability to do every last one of the things that he has promised you. Someone shout, is faithful. He's faithful what he says he says and this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will he hears us do you see that he says we can only have confidence in him when we ask anything how according to what to his will so if you ask how many of you know that complaining is not asking according to his will hunt your neighbor and tell them complaining is complaining and asking is asking, most people, how many of you know that everything you fill in between our Father and in Jesus' name is not prayer? just because you started with our Father and you ended with in Jesus' name does not mean that you were praying you could have been complaining in between and it doesn't qualify as prayer because God does not respond to how pressing the issue is, he responds to his word the Bible says in Jeremiah 1, verse 12, he watches over his word to do what to it? Oh. Notice it didn't say he watches over your opinions. Notice it didn't say he watches over sympathies or how pressing the issue is. Prayer is not trying to convince God how terrible of a mess you are in, so you're trying to get your request at the top of the pile. Man, I'm preaching good already. (laughs) Amen. Prayer is bringing before God his word and when you bring his word it is to stir up your faith because faith begins where the will of God is known. Remember what we read last week Hebrews 11 verse 6 for it's impossible to please God for he who comes to God listen you don't have to come to God. But when you decide to come to God, he says, he who comes to God must believe. It becomes a divine imperative. When you come to God, then you must believe. First, that he is, and secondly, that he is a rewarder of they that diligently seek him. Or he has the ability to answer your prayer. This is the confidence that we have, that if we ask anything according to his will. So what's the first thing you should do? Whatever you want to ask God for, you should find a scripture that matches it. You know most people stop reading at anything. You know this is the confidence that we have that if we ask anything. No, there's a condition. The fine print is if we ask anything according to his will. Amen? I said amen. amen and what will happen first john chapter number 5 15. let's go back for if we uh, verse fourteen, this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will he hears us so if you don't ask according to his will it's scrambled he doesn't hear you if you complain it's scrambled he didn't hear you in fact you didn't even pray You just say something because prayer is anything asking the prayer of petition is asking anything according to his will so you better know what the will says amen I said amen Amen. next verse and if we know that he hears us whatsoever we ask we know that we have notice he didn't say there's a good chance See, when you pray in line with his will, man, you don't come out of there hoping and wishing. Well, I hope this thing is going to. Well, I just wish, man. You know. You know he's heard you. And if you know that he's heard you, you know that you have the petitions that you have desired of him. Let's go to Mark chapter number 11, verse 23. Thank you, Jesus. Mark chapter number 11, verse 23. says for verily I say unto you that whatsoever thing you desire oh no 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 I'm reading a different Verily I say unto you I was in verse 24 already "Uh, I say unto you that whosoever shall say to this mountain be thou removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. What will happen? Let's read those six words together. He shall have whatsoever. He says, read them one more time. He shall have whatsoever. There's a place in prayer where sometimes you have to speak to the mountain. Says whosoever shall speak to the mountain. He didn't say whosoever shall talk to God about the mountain amen and I like those six words he says you shall have whatsoever you say you know what that means that means the prayer you prayed and the words you speak after must be in alignment Just as an example, you can't pray for bread or you can't pray for uh, a cake, the Arsenal cake. Did you see it? Man, it's beautiful. You can't pray for a cake and then walk out talking about, yeah, today later when we have bread. Because what you're saying is God will give you what you did not ask for. And he says, if you, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more, me, me. That's what God said. He says, which of you parents will give to your children a stone when they ask for bread? Which of you will give a scorpion when they ask for fish? And they said, none. And he said, I will give you exactly what you ask for. So if you ask for the arsenal cake and then you walk out talking about, yeah, later when we get peanut butter to put on the bread, you you didn't have faith and confidence in his ability to give you exactly what you asked for. So you better know exactly what you want from god before you ask because you are going to get what you ask for if you ask according to his will amen next verse watch what happens it's going to get interesting therefore i say unto you what things soever you desire when you pray believe that you receive them and what will happen and you shall have them when should you believe that you receive them when you pray do you see it He says, when you pray, believe that you should receive. What should you do when you pray? Believe what? What should you do when you pray? I didn't hear that. So when you pray, you should believe that you have received them. When should you believe that you have received them? Oh wait! So you must believe that you receive them when? When you, pray. When, when you get the car? No. When should you believe that you've received the job? When you pray. What should you do when you, when you pray? See, most people are saying, "What should you do when you pray? Believe," because they don't want to go all the way. <laughs> <laughs> what should you do when you pray? Yes when should you believe that you have received it when you pray. not when you eat the cake so you should believe before you hold it in your hands faith is the substance of things what hopeful the evidence of things what so you must believe that you've received it while you are still in the prayer closet now if you believe that you've received it when you're still in the prayer closet and you have manners what would be the appropriate response from you i didn't hear that i did not hear that so if you want to know whether you have faith or not check to see if you have some thanksgiving and praise coming out of you right after you ask for whatever you ask for because if there is nothing oh here's another one man this one's good If, if you believe you've received it when you pray should you ask for it again when you pray the next time why not So if you ask for the same thing twice did you believe that you had already received it you see where i'm coming from man a lot of people have this thing called push ask until it happens pray until it happens it's called push that thing man that thing has no faith in it because if i came to tate and i say tate could you please give me a hundred thousand rand? and he says pastor t i'll give it to you on wednesday what should be an appropriate response for me but I don't have the money. But I'm trusting his word. Man, this is why the Bible says in Colossians 2 verse 7, you abound in faith through thanksgiving. You want to know your faith is soaring? Check if you have thanksgiving coming out of your mouth. If you have no thanksgiving, thanksgiving coming out of your mouth, your faith is on zero. Because you didn't believe you received it. In fact, if I came back uh, to Pastor Tate after the service and I said Pastor Tate I am asking for 100,000 rand what do you think his response would be? What do you think his response would be? I already told you I'm going to give it to you and that's what happens when you ask for the same thing twice one of the times you did not ask in faith so men take that push thing out of this prayer of petition. Just chuck it. Amen? And watch what he says right after this. And when you pray standing, one word, read that word. See, now you don't like me anymore. He says when you stand praying, do what? Read it again. You know why? Because First Peter chapter number 3, verse 9. Let's go there. I want you to see it. When you stand praying, what should you do? Hunt your neighbor and tell them, Forgive. Hunt your other neighbor and tell them, Let go. Just breathe in and breathe out. Shout I release you. First Peter three, seven. I say nine. Let's go to seven. Thank you, Jesus wise you husbands dwell with your wives with understanding giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel the Bible is not saying your wife is a weaker vessel the Bible is saying treat her like a fragile most valuable vessel that she is amen treat her with honor treat her with dignity protect her the way you would protect you know your most valuable vase at home that's what it's saying about you, men, and women too, all right? As being heirs together of the grace of life, you can put an S-O between life and that, so that, you know, you you, you get the, the it will pop out at you. Uh, being heirs together of, grace, of the grace of life, so that your prayers be not what? I didn't hear that. <clears throat> so in other words, you could be a prayer warrior, coming to pray third heaven prayers here but if you're not living in peace with your wife at home all your prayers are going to be hindered so you could be a prayer warrior praying you know tongues of angels but if you are harboring unforgiveness and resentment and strife in your heart all of those prayers mean nothing hallelujah they don't like me anymore but i'm trying to help you it doesn't matter what you do in prayer even jesus says man man the church you know the church churches we like to receive offerings but jesus was like man before you even give us your offering if you have a man that you have wronged don't give your offering go back and ask for forgiveness and give them forgive. then you can come back in you know why because unforgiveness can even stop your financial harvest yeah. Yeah. Man when you're living in unforgiveness and strife you are inviting demonic activity over your life Unwanted so it doesn't matter what you do in prayer if you don't live peaceably with all men you are hindering your prayers it Says whether it's strive there is confusion and every evil work. man. people that harbor strive and unforgiveness, oh man I'm telling you, doctors will tell you they can get rid of 95% of all sicknesses if they can deal with emotional problems. And one of them is strive. There's a doctor, a Christian doctor that I respect so much, he said he has never witnessed a case of cancer. Where there was not high level of strife present in that person's life. He says, it's his opinion. But he says, man, every issue of cancer that I've dealt with, there are high levels of stress and unforgiveness and resentment. Man, this thing will kill you. You You need to place a high priority on walking in love the same way you place a high priority on your prayer life. It's as important as that man the same way you will not live with a snake in your house is the same way you should not live with unforgiveness and strive in your house you should not tolerate it man i know you don't like it but i'm paid to tell the truth <laughs> i'm prepared to preach it like it is so i'm just doing my job amen if you ask, I don't, you don't, man, you could ask according to his will, everything else we said. You could ask according to his will and be spoiled. But if you have unforgiven, if you stand and you are harboring unforgiveness, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get any results. Man, especially husbands and wives. Our standard in this church is do not let the sun go down upon your wrath. So the, 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 you have an expiration date on your anger 5 p.m. every day. In winter, it goes down to 4.30. (laughs) Amen. Because, man, Pastor T, but you don't understand what they did to me. It's not good enough to stop your destiny. Pastor T, you don't understand how much they owe me. It's not good enough to stop the flow of God on your life. Because unforgiveness and strife will stop the flow of God listen I've been a pastor 15 years I have not seen anything destroy people's lives as strife and unforgiveness and just resentment man at the end of this service you're gonna have to settle it in your heart there's not a single person that I can meet in the mall and avoid because I have not forgiven them and I have resentment because that thing will destroy me let's go to second Corinthians as we close <coughs> 2 Corinthians 2, verse 10. 2nd Corinthians 2, verse 10. And verse 11, it's gonna be good. To whom you forgive anything, I forgive also. So this is the forgiving verse. Man, there's about four forgivenesses in there. No, five. To whom you forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgave anything, to whom I forgave it I forgave it for your sakes in the person of Christ now watch what happens next verse verse 11 lest Satan should get an advantage over us. man he's talking about forgiveness and he goes and he says man lest Satan gets an advantage over us when you harbor unforgiveness you have just given Satan what an advantage over who Give it to me in the NIV. Give it to me in the NIV. In order that Satan might not what? I didn't hear that. So when you're harboring unforgiveness, oh, Pastor T, you don't know what they did to me. I deserve to feel this way. I am not going to forgive them. You know what just happened? Satan just... Come on, say it. Satan just? The dumbest spirit in the whole universe is just? Man, when you live and strive, you have not only given him advantage over your life, he's also just outwit you. He's whipped you in the spiritual realm. Man, Satan loves it when we have big egos in the church. Oh, you can't do that. Man, he loves it. He come on, get them. You deserve it. They couldn't have done that to you. And you know what he has just done I'll tweet you. give it to me in the New Living translation for we are not unaware of his skins so Satan will not what man it's said to say that Satan is outsmarting the church all the time when you are in unforgiveness let me make it plain for you Satan has just outsmart you or outsmarted can I say that <laughs> he just outsmarted you Man, your and ask them is he outsmarting you or you are forgiving ask them now tell them you have a choice for Satan to outsmart you or for you to live in forgiveness what's it gonna be get an answer Get an answer. Make them choose. And it's like the man didn't know they hurt you. Because Pastor D, you don't know what they did to me. It's like it's not like the man did not know that they were going to do that to you. But he's just telling you, man, this is spiritual warfare. In fact, after this verse, that last came for we are not fam- uh, we are familiar with his evil schemes. We are now familiar of his If you're reading in the King James Bible, it says, for we are not ignorant of Satan's devices. You know what Satan's devices is? Man, it's not like some spiritual, you know, know, stronghold over the city of Joabek. You know, we always like to refer to spirit. No, if he can get you to live with unforgiveness, he has just won a spiritual battle over you. Deal with it. So before we come for prayer before we bind and loose before we speak in tongues and do all the spiritual things learn to walk in forgiveness it's as simple as that but it's gonna fix a whole lot of your problems man. God has answered so many prayers but they are loaded in the spiritual realm just waiting for you to start walking in forgiveness and they'll begin to flow through your life I was talking to a Christian brother and he was telling me man I haven't spoken to my brother for seven years or ten years haven't spoken to him I said why he said man you don't know what he did to me he started listing all the things that his blood brother did to him and I asked him I said and you're a Christian he said yes and I said what did the master say Jesus about your neighbor said he said I must love them and I said what did he say about forgiveness he knew all the scriptures he said Jesus said I must forgive seventy times seven that's about 490 per day but pastor you still don't understand what my brother did to me I mean he was walking in town one morning and one of his brother's kids was seven years old never met him in his life pointed at him says look that man looks like daddy And the older one said that's your dad's brother so but how come he never comes home even kids know there's something wrong with this picture but guess who's winning guess who's smiling guess who just outwit everybody and the brother is a pastor by the way He prays third heaven prayers, man, preaching revelation. But if you're not walking in unforgiveness, Satan just outwits you. Amen? Man, we need to release people. And you need to be intentional about it. If there's one thing, man, I can work with anybody. You know, the guys here will tell you, man, I, I can work with anybody. I can work with anything. But if there's one thing that I can't work with, it's someone who's full of strife. And someone who's intentional about causing strife it's dangerous it's not only gonna stop what's going on in their lives it will stop what's going on in my life and what we are trying to accomplish for God in this church and I've not seen anything destroy people more than strive I've seen people commit adultery I've seen people steal I've seen people do all kinds of stuff but once strive comes in there man I've seen lives destroyed faster than anything that I've ever witnessed in my life and it's so subtle because it runs all the way through from the pews to the pulpits it does not choose or select it goes for everybody and when we harbor resentment and unforgiveness and do not walk in love agape love genuinely loving one another we stop God's power from manifesting in people's lives It's time to release. Some of you are going to have to call people today that you haven't spoken to in two years, six months, one year. Pastor, you don't know what they did to me. It doesn't matter. It's not good enough to stop your destiny. Because what you're doing is you are drinking the poison, but you're expecting them to die. Strive is killing you. Amen. So you're going to list whatever you want from God. You're going to pray it according to His will. You're going to do all of that. But as you do that, make sure that you stand and forgive people. Make sure that you release people. Man, I'm telling you, you're about to witness some of the most outrageous power of God manifesting through your life when you start releasing people and forgiving them. When you start walking in love man the power of god will begin to flow through you in an amazing way amen and here is a prophetic word let's go to Amos chapter number nine thank you jesus from verse 13 to 15. here is a prophetic word of how quick things will begin to happen for you when you start walking in forgiveness as we were in praise and worship God told me he said tell my people that if they can walk in forgiveness this is what will begin to happen in their lives watch what it says it says behold give it to me in the king in the message Bible it says yes indeed it won't be long now God's decree things are going to happen so fast your head will swim one thing fast on the heels of the other you won't be able to keep up everything will be happening at once and everywhere you look blessings blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and the hills i will make everything right again for my people israel why don't you stand on your feet Thank you, Jesus. For about two minutes, man, I just want you to think about it. I just want you to meditate. I just want you to consciously release certain people that have wronged you. I want you to be honest with yourself. As we leave today, man, I want you to be at a place where if you meet them in the mall, in Santo City, you can honestly hug them and wish well upon them jesus said pray for your enemies bless those who despitefully use you he knew what he was talking about because it is only when you're at a place where you can pray for someone else who hurt you will the power of god start flowing in your life like it should there won't be any hindrances god bless you and 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Just wait one minute.